Hi, welcome to another episode of A Truth Perspective. I'm really excited about this episode and um, I know the last, um, the last segment, the last episode, we actually discussed the, what we Christians, what we really believe. You know, we, we were more like the, the foundation, the core tenets of what we believe in. And that is that we believe in God, we believe um, in the Bible, we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe in salvation, um, which is through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Today we are starting into um, justifying or uh, expanding more on what it is that we believe in. You know, so we've established the core tenets. Now it's just why do we believe what we believe? You know, it's important that we actually give reasons um, for what we believe in. It, it is reasonable. I can tell you Christianity is reasonable. It is not... Uh, it is not a cage. It is not an imprisonment of thoughts. As some people as have uh, been led to believe, it is not a a bondage in, in thought and there is freedom in, 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 in Christianity or in, in, in the faith, in the Christian faith. Alright, so today we are on the topic, the truth about truth. Now, does truth really matter? Does truth even exist? You know, is there, is there that thing as a truth, as a universally accepted truth? Now, you will ask why we're starting from that weird subject. Uh, it's weird because, well, I wouldn't say weird. Uh, it is important because that is the foundation of everything. Truth. It is the foundation of everything. First, does it exist? Well, we know it exists. We know it exists. How do we know it exists? Because in, in, in different scenarios, we demand truth. You know, in your personal lives, in our personal lives, in our relationships, when you're in a relationship with anyone, what you need the most is honesty. You want truth from that person. You want that person to be truthful to you. You want, in, in every situation, you want to know the fact of the matter. You want that person to be honest with you. Is it cheating on me? Is it not cheating on me? Is it going to remain faithful? He said, that is that truth, that standard that we demand from others. It is not only in, 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 in our relationship, it's in every aspect of our lives, you know, you know, we, we demand truth from people. So truth is important to us. It's not just in our personal lives also. It is even in society. Every society is based or built on truth. You know, we expect the government, people in authority, not even in government only, even, even pastors, even anyone in authority, we expect the truth from them. We, we expect honesty from them. We hold people to certain standards, you know, to certain standards. And if that standard is not met, if we feel betrayed, we feel, we feel angst, it is important that people treat us with truth, with honesty. And that, 
if, 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 if you notice the things that I've been talking about or the scenarios I've laid down, truth in, in personal lives, truth in, in, in the society, truth in, uh, from people in authority, we don't want government lying to us, they mostly do, and that is why we, that, that's why there's that lack of belief in, 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 in the people, in politicians, basically. You know, because we demand certain standard from them, we demand uh, a certain moral standard from them. This truth is the core basis behind morality. So does that exist? Does that moral truth exist where we can hold people to a certain standard? Does it exist? Is there truth? In morality, of course, there is truth in morality, and that's why sometimes when you see things, even though you cannot, even if you are new to it, you cannot fully wrap your head around it. You can't say you fully comprehend it, but something inside of you just kicks against it. That is because there is that there is that standard that you just feel that no, this person is not living up to. And we'll go in a little bit into um, the the uh, the attribute or quality of truth. Well, as the truth about truth, we'll go into that in a little bit, you know. But there's that standard that we hold everyone to. It's not just uh, even in the TV when you watch movies and you start seeing. I know in entertainment they try to push a whole lot of um, these other ideas to us, but the truth is still the truth. You know, you can kick against it, but you know, we, we, we know when things are not right. And that's why sometimes when someone treats you unfairly, you, you just expect that fairness from people because, well, not necessarily that you're going to give it, um, but we still expect it from people anyway. There is that standard. Even though you cannot define the standard, there is that standard that is just built into a human being that we hold people to. And that's why we are starting from that from that core beginning. You know? So now that we've established that truth to say that, well, truth exists because we demand it from people. Before, because we demand it from, uh, 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 from people in authority. Because we demand it in our dealings with our friends or anyone that well, mostly anyone that owes us something, we demand that from them. So we know that it exists. So it, 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 it takes me to the very first uh, attribute, the first truth about truth, and that is that truth is knowable. Truth is knowable. There is that thing as truth. So the fact that one thing about truth is that truth is knowable. It applies across, across all spheres of life, and even in morality, you know, in 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 politics, in government, in in with people in authority. The truth about them is knowable. Well, there is what they say, there is what they do, and there is the truth. The truth is knowable. We can know the truth. We can always find out the truth. You know, and knowing the truth, this 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 brings me to to my second point. You know about that's the second truth about truth. 
knowing that truth exists, <laughs> there is another aspect, another truth about truth, and that is that truth is absolute. If we are going to regard anything as the, anything as the truth, it has to be true at all, in all place, at all time, regardless of the scenario. Truth cannot be relative. Truth is absolute. Because if, if it cannot be true if in other scenarios something else is truth. Truth is absolute. It does not change. It does not change. Truth does not... You see, your belief, what you believe can change. What you believe about a thing may not necessarily be the truth. It does not mean that you are deceptive. It just means that you are sincerely wrong in your belief. You know, and we, we see that a lot. And that's why truth matters for us to discover the truth. Even religious truth, it is important because you have seen people give their lives for the cause of religion, right? That is why it is important. That is why truth is important in what you believe. There, there has to be truth in religion, otherwise, well, everyone doesn't function right. The society will be a mess if there is no truth about beliefs. Because we act out things that we believe in. So, truth is absolute. It does not change. Your feelings can change. What you believe can change. But the truth is the truth. You know, you can come to discover the truth because the truth does exist. What you believe can be wrong. You can believe truthfully in something, but that does not influence what the truth about that thing is. Prior to Galileo, people had always believed that the earth was flat. Even people in the Bible believed that the earth was flat. Some people say that's a contradiction. That's, that, that proves that um, the Bible is, is full of error. It is not. It simply means that the Bible is full of actual people. You know? So, but that doesn't change the fact that the earth is actually round. The truth has always been there. It has not changed. It still has not changed. But our beliefs can change because we will come to discover the truth because the truth does exist and the truth does not change. So if the truth does not change, it does not matter where you go. The truth will always be the truth. It doesn't matter whether you are in South Africa or you are in India or you are in Australia. The earth is still going to be round. The truth is absolute. It does not change. Your beliefs, I'll say again, can change. But the truth does not change. And it is important to discover the truth. It is important to discover the truth. And anything that contradicts this truth is false. Anything that contradicts the truth is false. It brings me to another truth about truth. Truth is exclusive. It is exclusive. If a statement is true, the opposite of that statement is false. Everything that contradicts the truth 
is false. Mind-blowing, but it's simple. You see, we cannot, when we say that uh, and truth is absolute, one of the properties of, of truth is that truth is absolute, right? Uh, if, if, and we're saying that it is exclusive, that is anything that opposes the truth is for anything that contradicts the truth is false. If we see certain things in the society today, even the people try to, some are pushing the, the, the narrative, well, it's narrative, it's been around for a very long time, and that is that truth is relative, that truth, truth <laughs> can be true in, it, it, it is very subjective, that truth is defined by circumstance, by my situation by by me and you will hear this a lot in our society people saying my truth that this is my truth i find that very disturbing because what is your truth is probably not another person's truth so if it's not another person's truth then it cannot be true because if something is truth we know Truth is absolute, we know truth is exclusive, and we know truth is knowable. So, if you make a statement and it is only true for you, then it is not the truth. So, we have to find what is truth. In today's society, you hear people say, uh, 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 men can be women. <laughs> you hear people say, uh, um, I'm a, I'm a boy in a girl's body. I'm a girl in a, in, a, in a boy's body. Now, and they say, that's my truth. It cannot be your truth. It cannot be true. If it's not true for everyone, in every place, at every time, then it is not the truth. And you should always stand by the truth. Because if, if we define truth as a subjective thing, then everyone has a license, a reason for doing what they do. Even criminals have a reason for doing what they do. They have their own version of truth. So truth cannot be subjective. Truth has to be absolute. And anything that contradicts it is not the truth. Now, because we just said truth is exclusive and it is absolute, meaning that it has to be the same for everyone in every time across space and time. So it is important for us to know. So what is really true? And like I said, it is the basis to which we expect we treat other people and we expect to be treated now in most cases as human being you know we don't like to be held to the same standard you know of moral moral truth that we expect from others but it does not make us right either it makes us also violating well what we can see as the natural law that is what it, it is really called by the natural law you know, it's just something that is there in nature, you know, in the universe. It's a standard, it's an unwritten standard. 
And that is why it is important. <laughs> another another example why why it's, it is important to discover um, these truths that don't change is, uh, like I said, these things just exist in nature. It is true <laughs> that when you jump down from a plane, you are going down. I'm not sure if you know about that. The fact that you just agreed with me that you know about that means that well. We can agree on this part that that is true. There are other things like that in nature that they just exist and we have to discover them. It does not matter what you feel or how you feel about it. You don't have to like jumping down from the plane when you know there's a, there's a certainty that you'll die. But the truth is the truth. It does not change. When you jump out of a flying plane, you will come down. Everything that goes up will come down. That is just the truth. And it is the same everywhere. Now, if we have that standard, I guess we can take the standard that we have that is just there, you know, that we just... It's not written anywhere, but we just expect it. We just live with it. Like I said, those things are called, um, we refer to them as natural laws. As natural laws. You know, they are just there in nature. <laughs> they are there in nature. And if you don't know it, it doesn't matter whether you don't know it. It will still apply to you. You know, I, I have a, a six-month-old baby who, a boy, who every time, well, seven months now, every time when he's rolling on the bed, we run to his, to his aid, even though he cannot control himself, but we know the fact that he doesn't know yet that gravity exists will not prevent him from falling down or rolling to the edge of the bed. And falling down, it, 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 you can't. Your your ignorance of the truth does not prevent you from the consequence of the truth. That is why it is important. It, the onus is on us to discover what that truth is, because there are consequences for ignorance. Right? Why am I going about the truth? I'm getting there slowly. <laughs> But I'll get there. I'll get there. Truth is important that we discover the truth. Now, Jesus made some assertions and pretty bold in the assertions. Now, I initially wanted to start with it, but I'm just going to read it now. And that is in John 14, verse 6. Jesus said, Jesus answered, I am the way. Notice, is very emphatic, not a way when you say this is the something you are saying it is either this or every other thing is wrong so jesus is saying i am the way i am the truth and i am the life no one comes to the father except through me now that's a pretty bold statement that's a pretty bold statement for someone to make claims like that you know if we didn't know about jesus christ and someone got up and made statements like this we probably will call them crazy 
you know, so that person is not. Now, C.S. Lewis made a statement, um, and I think it's profound. He basically said, <clears throat> some people will, will regard Jesus Christ as a moral teacher, you know, uh, they regard him as a moral teacher, but, but that, that can be true, you know. Uh, with the statement he made, with, in, uh, with the statement he made, some claims that he made, it's either he's really who he claims that he is, or he's just a lunatic. And no one would have followed a lunatic. Because it just wouldn't make sense. But, we still talk about Jesus Christ today. Not as a crazy man. Not as a lunatic. That leaves us with only one option. That he is really who he said he was. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, like I said, in the society with people, we expect, we put people on a certain pedestal, we put them on a certain, uh, we expect certain standards from them, even though that standard is not what, in most cases is defined, but in most cases you don't know, but you just expect it to be different. You know, that's why even a, 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 a toddler that cannot speak, when you smack them, which I don't really recommend, I don't I, because they really don't understand at the time why you are doing that. But they expect you also to, to treat them to a certain standard, because when you smack them, they, they feel being treated unfairly. Like, why? That, that expression is priceless. You know, so there's that unwritten law, that unwritten standard that is true for everyone in every place at every time. That when anyone contradicts that, something bugs us, even if we don't know. In most cases, we know um, because truth is knowable. Uh, we only need ex that, 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 that extra efforts to actually know. Even if we don't know, it still bugs us because mm, it is there. So, like I mentioned earlier, these things just happen to be in nature. Natural laws as we call them. Moral, the laws of morality happens to be one of those. And like I said, I've indicated that there are other things like that in nature, you know. Science has discovered quite a number of them. They just exist in nature. We call them the natural laws. But they are there in nature. Now, what does that indicate? We know from our concept of, of laws that things just don't exist. There is a law of causality. You can research that. There are a lot of things in here that um, you can research on your own and you actually should because, like I said, I'm here to provoke you to think. That things don't begin to exist without a cause. Everything that exists has a cause. Think about it. There's nothing that exists that does not have a cause. A beginning. Something caused it to be. 
I've got a laptop in front of me, I've got a Bible in here. I cannot come in here and see a laptop and say, oh, this laptop has just been existing since eternity. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> there are lots of reasons why it doesn't work that way, not just because of the law of causality. You know? You see, when you have a law, it necessitates a lawgiver. Someone or something that gives the law. There are laws of the land in wherever you are, wherever you, you, you are listening to this, there are laws in the land. Mostly based on the natural laws, you know, morality and all that. Like I said, the society is based around that. That's the premise. Everyone starts off from there. You know, we respect that things should not happen in nature. You should not treat people unfairly. And even when you are caught treating people unfairly, you have to be fairly judged yourself. So truth, everything is based on it. And that's why it's important. But anyways, um, there are laws in the land. And because there are laws in the land, it's a law. The laws have to be given. If the laws are not given, and it is not necessarily wrong. We'll get to that. Um, um, um. So, I laid all this foundation to make a statement. Like I said, when we believe something, you must have a good reason, or good enough reason, to believe in that thing. Always stand by the side of truth. Always. When anyone says anything, when you read anything, the first question you should ask is, is that true? Is it true? Is what I'm hearing true? Like I said, truth, one of um, the one, uh, properties of attribute of truth is that truth is knowable. You have to question that to say, is it true? And when you have enough reason, a good enough reason to say that is true, then it can become something that you can consider as true. And one of the reasons why, one of the ways to also judge whether something is true is to say, is that true for every person at every time across, you know, different ages? That's how you know if something is really true. God has left certain things in nature. I'm jumping to the end. But, like I said, a law needs a lawgiver. The laws of the land has the authority of the land put the law in place. When you find certain laws in nature, it necessitates a lawgiver. When we hold people to a certain standard, or when I have to tell someone that this thing you are doing is wrong, I must be able to show why it is wrong. And why it is wrong should not be subjective. It should not be that it is wrong for this person in this place, yet it is right for that person in another place. Then it doesn't make it wrong. You know, that standard that we hold people by means that we, even without necessarily knowing, we hold people to a certain standard. We, and because, I hope this, this comes out right. Because we said, we said that this standard that we hold people by has to be true for everyone in every place in, you know, at, for, at all time, for all time. It then means 
that that standard that we are measuring some and the person by cannot be part of what we are measuring it by. I'll put it in another way. When we say something is good and something is bad, there has to be a standard that is above or beyond what is good and what is bad to be able to judge. Another, another example, when two kids, you know, children, maybe toddlers, when they are fighting, it is mine, no, it is yours. It is mine, no, the other one says it's mine. It takes a third party that has no stake in it to say, no, it, it's not yours, it is hers or it is his. It has to be something outside of the equation that can, you know, really decide what is good and what is, uh, what is not. You see, I keep mentioning different things to come to this statement. Like I said, I jumped to the end. And that is that God has left clues of him. in the universe for us to discover. Will you have definitive proof to believe that God exists? No. Except if it comes down in person, which it did, <laughs> but you still don't believe it. <laughs> Except if it comes down in person, everyone wants empirical evidences, things they can see, feel, you know, touch, and all that to, to be able to, before they believe a thing. But he has left enough clues in nature for us to discover that he exists. Or that he exists. Enough clues in nature that points to him. Enough clue to convince you that he exists. And just not enough to compel you that he exists. Everything is just delicately balanced, you know. You have it is enough to convince, not enough to compel. You have to discover it yourself. And there are other clues in nature. There are other clues which we call natural theology. This is knowledge of God in nature. There are other clues in nature that are there. There are different, if you want to read more on things like that, these different clues, um, there are different materials that covers that. I'm not going too much into that because I want to get to the point where Jesus is making this assertion that he is God, he is the truth, he is the way in his life. You know? But if you want to read more on this natural truth or different um, clues of God in nature, there are different ones in there. There's a material, there's a, there's a book by, I can't, really, I can't even remember his name, but he was an, he was an atheist. He, he actually set out to, dis, to disprove the Bible by gaining evidence to, to, to disprove the Bible and the claims that the Bible made. And it's funny, that actually convinced him. And that book, um, Who Moved the Stone, 
you need to read materials like that. Another one I would recommend that you read, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist um, by Norman Geisler and Frank Turek. You should read books like that. There's also the case for Christ, you know, the case for God. There is the reason for God also by Timothy Keller um, that you can read, you know. So that, 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 that there are materials that goes deep into this and you can read any material from um, William Lane Craig, brilliant philosopher. He also um, covers that. There are clues enough in nature that points to God and people will say science has disproved God. Science did not disprove God because science in its own does not create anything. Science discovered. The father of modern science, Francis Bacon, do you know that he is also, he was a Christian and how he actually started the modern science is in discovering what God has placed in nature. This thing is there. Let us see how it works. Let's understand how it works. That's how modern science actually has its beginning. You can find more. There is this new book released by Stephen, Stephen Mayer. The God, the Return of the God Hypothesis. You should that's also material that actually goes into the scientific um, um, things. I, I promise you guys, I am not. This is you cannot make these things up. Like I know a lot of people, a lot of um, general knowledge says that um, science is is absent God. There is no science without God. In fact, science, I say the science, it's, is what confirms God. Science, it's what confirms, because science helps us discover the laws of nature, things that are there. Science helps us know what is there in this nature, what is there in this universe. And it also makes miracle possible. I'm not saying science performs miracles. I'm saying science lets us, know, lets us know when a miracle is a miracle because it goes against the general understanding of how things should work. That is what we call miracle. Things that goes against the order of nature. Now, we have to establish certain things for us to say for us to, to, to assert our claims um, in Christianity. Because if, if Jesus is saying that he is the way, the truth, and life, if he, in, in, in John, he also says that he is God. If there is no truth in that, then all Christians are crazy. But if there is truth in that, then the rest of the world is crazy. Or the rest of the world is not crazy. They are in really big trouble. If that is true, then there is big trouble. It is amazing how everyone tries to lump every religion together and Jesus is claiming exclusivity. You know? It's claiming as it says, I'm the only way to the Father. <laughs> Mind blown. See, I am the way. Excuse me. I am the way to the Father. I am the truth. I am the life. One of the characteristics of truth is that truth is absolute and truth is exclusive. 
That is, what that means is anything that contradicts that claim, if it claims to be the truth, if it's the truth, then anything that contradicts, that contradicts uh, Jesus is false. You see why all religions cannot be the same. We don't teach the same thing. And in the nature of truth, the truth is not relative. Truth is absolute. If truth is absolute, then it means any religion that is not teaching what the Bible teaches or what Christians believe contradicts the Christian belief, contradicts the Christian God. Now, if the Christian religion is true, the nature of truth is any religion that is not Christianity is false. Now, it brings the question, how then do we know which religion is true? Now, every religion has their claims. Islam has their claims. Um, Judaism have their have, have its have its claim. Um, every other religion has its claim. In fact, I think I should start off from there. You know, we've established that we believe that Christianity no no, no that that God exists. He has put enough evidence in nature. Like I said, you can find out this evidence in nature um, for you to. You can find his evidence in nature for you to, uh, if you want more materials on that, just mention them. He has put enough evidence in nature to convince you that he exists. And he has put, well, not enough evidence to compel you. Compelling you is go, goes against your will, you know. Uh, and if you notice, I'm not using Bible yet. I'm just reasoning with you. I'm reasoning with you. Because we have to we have to establish the authenticity of the Bible and we have not gotten there. So we don't go full-blown Bible. We just said Jesus made some really bold statements and it is either it's true or it's crazy. It is either Christianity, because we follow Christ, if Christ makes a statement and we believe the statement and the nature of truth, everything that contradicts that truth is false. So everyone that does not believe what Christians believe, right, you know, they contradict the Christian faith. So if Christianity is true, then it makes every other religion false. So we have to then examine the evidences for all this other religion to discover which is actually true. That is that is how we are going to know. That is how we are going to know which is true. We discover what is true by the evidence that each religion believes in. So we have to investigate every single evidence against each religion, you know, not just evidence, against each religion or for each religion. Then we discover from there which sounds more plausible. Interesting. All right. So, uh, what are the religions that are really there? And we established in the beginning that well, there has to be truth in religion because people have given their lives to religion and everyone believes in something. Even you saying you don't believe in something is a belief in, on its own. That's why it is important that you believe right. 
like I said, you can believe something and what you believe is wrong. It simply means that you are sincerely wrong, you know? So it is important that we, we define, we say, we, we, we establish the truth in what we believe in. So religious truth, it is important. So it is not just moral truth that you should be after, we should be after religious truth. Now, there are basically two types of religion in the world, or let's not use the word religion, let's use a worldview. When I say worldview, worldview is basically how we look at things, how we interpret things, how we, how we interpret or perceive reality. There are basically two worldviews. We have a theistic worldview and an atheistic worldview. A worldview um, that involves God, theistic. A worldview that does not involve God, atheistic. Now, there are lots of atheistic worldviews, and, and you will, you, you probably have seen. You see agnosticism, you know of atheism, there's scientism. You know, where everyone, they believe science is God. Um, there is the materialism. There is the, you know, all these different worldviews. And when you investigate, you have to lay evidences for those um, also um, to see if they are actually true. Like I said, Christianity does not mean that you shut up your brain. You don't have to shut up your brain. You have to question things. You, have to, you ask questions and you see, in the end, when you have enough evidence, enough facts for everything, you can then make it. You can come to a conclusion, right? You come to a conclusion and um, you go with what you believe is the truth. And you are going to know the truth. Guys, I keep coming back to the truth about truth. You are going to know the truth based on the characteristics that we've stated. Is it is it true? Does everyone know about it? Or can everyone know about it? If they can know about it, is it true for them across time, you know, across space? And if it, if, if it is true for them, then every other thing that contradicts that is, is false. Basically. Alright. So, there are atheistic worldviews. Um, they believe in materialism and a whole lot of things. And, and usually, there are questions that we just need to pose, um, which will, if, if, if there's a good enough answers to those questions, then we can consider that other worldview, you know, like we talked about the standards that we expect from people like morality, basically all the, all the natural laws that we've stated, watch the atheistic view explain that if they give valid reason for that then we can consider them but so far i haven't seen good enough reason for those it's, it's changed over time like i said there are lots of um, other reasons i just made an ontological argument about um the clues of 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 god you know determining that he exists by the concept of that and by what we've seen in nature we have to go do more than that you know, I don't want this to turn into something more academic. Um, otherwise, we will still probably have other natures, other other reasons to go deep into that. But I'm I'm, I'm building towards um, something here. It doesn't make sense because if there is a naturalistic worldview to things, uh, to me at least, you have to be able to explain why why those laws exist. If 
if they have to be given by something that is outside of the universe. And also, if we know that the universe itself as a beginning, like I said, <laughs> different things that, uh, you know, science, uh, well, um, Einstein, who postulated the law of um, relativity, the general law of re relativity, you know, it gave us, gave us an indication that, well, the universe had a beginning. If the universe had a beginning, then uh, what was the beginning? Because the universe at some point in time, in the distance past, came into existence from nothing. The net general of relativity shows that that science, by the way, shows us that the universe is ever expanding. And because it's ever expanding, when we reverse that, it means at some point in time, there was no energy, no matter, and all that, and it just will disappear. So, what that means is that nothing came to being, I'm sorry, something came to being, came to exist out of nothing. And by the law of causality, we know that everything that begins to exist has a cause. So, what caused the universe? You know, if there is a good reason, good answer for that, then we'll take it. So, like I said, there are more reasons for that. So, I, I'll just go, uh, so I'm not going to dive more into um, the atheistic worldview. In the atheistic worldview, where we believe that there's, a, there's some kind of God, you know, ideas of God differs, and that's why it is important. I mentioned it in the very first episode that it is important that we define what um, this worldview, uh, what, what, um, <laughs> it is important that we define the God that we believe in. And again, I mentioned also that we have to, we have to define our belief. We have to discover the truth in what we believe because it is important because that is how worldviews are shaped. We interpret that through everything, um, through the lenses of our worldviews. So it is important that what we believe is the truth, you know? what we believe is the truth and there are consequences for what we believe in oh, i keep going back to this there are consequences to what to believe in because in the atheistic worldview uh, if 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 everything is natural and we are just matter if we are just um, depending on your worldview if we are just matter consisting of you know just reacting with each other which on its own you know there are questions to so how how the matter even evolved over time if we are going to consider the crazy theory of evolution a lot of people will disagree with that but i would say it's crazy because there hasn't been a single proof of of evolution uh, in any species you know yes we have dna's that matches but that does not prove that um, um, we evolved from one dna to another dna it might as well as been that well apes does evolve from man uh, rather than man evolving from apes you know so but we haven't seen any proof of that i mean in thousands of years that um we have come to know this that hasn't been proven in any way and a lot of of of, of scientists actually disagree with that i mean darwin was also a person he's not god you know he's not god he has his own reason and that's why it's important the worldview because it shapes what you believe in if he chooses to explain reality absent god then that is belief you know, yes, there can be rational things, but brilliant work that has that has contributed immensely to 
to to to science but on that subject it doesn't have to be right on everything you know you can't be right on everything you cannot know everything it is not possible for you to know everything even the things you think you know you don't know 100% of the things you think you know so um, um, with that there's something um, wrong in that so how did I get there it shapes your worldview so it's important for us to define um, this uh, this worldview so like I said, uh, in the theistic religion, there is, it means, the theistic religion basically means that we believe in some kind of God um, and, and because there are so many religions like that, we, we probably need to then dive into, well, what, what is the definition of, of this, of what God is in, in this religion? Because it's important. Uh, you know, we're not diving into different religions. Now, there are two types, two types of religion, and that is we have a monotheistic religion. A monotheistic religion simply means that you believe in one God, right? And you have polytheistic religion or pantheistic um, religion. It simply means that there are many gods. So monotheistic, one God, pantheistic, multiple, many gods. And we have example of pantheistic religion like Hinduism, like your Judaism, um, sorry, Hinduism, uh, Buddhism. Um, they believe in many gods. In fact, they believe that, well, everything is God. You know, the nature is God. We are all part of God. You know, the leaf is part of God, so the leaf is God. The, the tree is part of God, so the tree is God. Uh, man can even be gods. They believe in that the reincarnation of man becoming, we can be reincarnated into tree and all that, you know, um, um, theories like that. First evidence against that. If everything is God, if the universe is God, and we've come to discover that the universe has a beginning, then who created the universe? <laughs> Which will mean that who created, who created God? It will mean that then God is not powerful enough and it had to be created by something more powerful. So that can be God. My opinion, my belief, if, it, if that's not rational enough, then... And again, thanks to science for that. If everything is the universe and everything universe was created, came into being and because of the law of causality everything that begins as a cause then the god that the pantheist believe in has a cause something more greater than it exists so that is that i'll stop at that and we come into our monotheistic religion the monotheistic religion basically are three of them and that's christianity islam and um, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. That's amazing. It's amazing because we believe in the powerful God that created the universe. He created everything that we see. We basically have the same notion of because, well, it started from the same, the, the same area. <laughs> it started from the same set of people um, that I believe then got uh, uh, changed over um, time. So we believe in a monotheistic God, one God, 
that has in immense power to exist without cause. The God that spoke and everything came into being. Oh, we all agree on that. But does that mean that we are all the same and we teach the same thing? No. Because the concept of this God that we have, even though it's monotheistic, what is our understanding of this monotheistic God? You know? And if you examine Islam and Judaism, they, they, they believe in one. We also believe in one God. But Christianity believes in a triune God. One God, one being. And listen, this is this is why this is important because instead of instead of going into it, I'm not an expert in Judaism, I'm not an expert in Islam, but I'm not an expert in Christianity also. But I think I know more in that because that's that's what I believe in. So I'm just going to state the case for Christianity. Then, then you can um, you can then choose for yourself. Now you have to know something that. Each of these religions, right, like these three religions, we share we share same history. We share the same history. The the Quran referenced the Bible saying that if they have it is there in Quran, that if they have questions about the book that they are reading, they should ask those that read the book, Torah. So Quran points back to Torah for clarity. It is there, so I'm not making it up, you know. So, in itself, the book that you base every religion on points you to another book for clarity. So, that kind of speaks for itself. So, I'd rather go to the person that has clarity than to, uh, like I said, examine the evidence. I'm not going against anyone. Just laying the facts, you know. So when you go to Torah, now what does Torah say? We all, Judaism and Christianity, agree on Torah because, well, the Old Testament of the Bible is 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 basically what you also have in Torah. So we have the same history. We do have the same history, but then we believe in a three-person God. One being three persons. Trinity is what separates, even though we pray to the God, but Trinity separates the beliefs that we have with Judaism. But the core part of our separation really is Jesus Christ. But you have to believe in Trinity for you to believe in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is God. So we have to establish first, we made the case for, for Trinity. You know, so a case for Trinity is found in well the same book that we share, the same book that we share, and this is going to be the starting point of my next episode. In that, we we have to establish Trinity. The the, the two religions, Islam and Judaism, 
does not establish the deity of Jesus Christ. So we they don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. If you don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ, then Jesus Christ is saying that I'm the way, the truth, and life. If it's really God, then it makes those two religions false. So you see, we cannot be saying the same thing. We cannot believe the same thing. You know, how to get to God, they are different. Alright? We'll dive into that in our next episode. Where we establish Christianity, uh, sorry, we establish the Trinity from the Bible. You will not find Trinity, the word Trinity in the Bible. It is a word that we coin. But over time in the Bible, we have seen a single being, God, exists in three different and distinct personalities. There is God the Father, and there is God the Son, Jesus Christ, and there is God the Holy Spirit, the essence of love. You know? And we are going to see where they have manifested. The reason why we call them persons and not beings is because we it is one God every reference is to one God but that God has revealed himself through the pages of the scriptures and we have seen that through the pages of the scriptures he has laid clear he has existed in three different personalities he is not three being he is one being but three persons. Three persons meaning that they have it has its own trait, it has its own its own um, personality. There's the God the Father. We know he has his own personality because he spoke and he still speaks. You know, he the Bible says in, in Genesis uh, when in the beginning was when it, in the beginning God created heaven and the earth. Um, and you see the Bible say that and God said let there be light so God the Father said let there be light and we know that the Holy Spirit also has his own personality we are in the age where um, we have the Holy Spirit inside of and we know its personalities we know um, how um, we'll, still, we'll confirm those in the scripture and we know Jesus was an actual person himself uh, so he has his own personalities so and he claims to be God. He claims to be God. And, and you'll also notice in, in Genesis, I think one, I'm not sure which one, 27, it says, Come, let us. So who are the who are the, the us that he was referring to? If he said, Come, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And then we know that God created heaven and earth, God created man. And God said, and God said, and God did this, and but the same God said, let us. So there are three persons, but they've existed as one God. So one God, three persons. We are going to show, okay, before we show scriptural references, we have to show the historicity of Jesus Christ. All right. We will prove the historicity of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that mean? We, we have to establish the historical Jesus Christ because Jesus was an actual being, a human being recorded in history not only by christian writers by non-christian writers even people that hated him wrote about him so we bring those 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 evidences to the bear we prove the, the, the historicity of jesus christ which is important and we consider his claim and we establish that he is god so, what have we done? We've made certain propositions 
that we are building towards a conclusion. Our proposition is this. Truth exists. Truth exists because we can know truth. There are things that exist in nature that transcends nature. Because it transcends nature, it points to another being that it's outside of nature, outside of the universe, which is a clue to God's existence. Not only that, science through knowledge, through discovery, has discovered that, well, the, the universe has a beginning. It was caused into existence. And what can cause universes into existence has to be something with or something or someone with incredible power to be able to do that. And there are some attributes in nature that makes that makes nature reflect the personality, that it's not just random, it is intentional. It is also a clue pointing to the existence of God. So we have enough evidence to believe in God and not enough evidence to be compelled to believe in God. Now, if God exists and is the lawgiver, the natural lawgiver, then miracle is possible because miracle is basically the suspension of the natural order. So the fact that miracles exist, well, that's where we are. Miracle can exist because there is a God that can suspend the laws of nature. Now what we then have to demonstrate in coming episodes will be to establish that the things written in the New Testament, they are true. That the New Testament is reliable. Because if the New Testament is reliable, then Jesus performed miracles in the New Testament. And we know miracles is possible so people can witness uh, miracles. And because Jesus performed that, that miracle, that isn't demonstrating that he's God. And if he is God, if he, he is God, then the word of God and um, the Bible is true. If The Bible is true because he, being God, said, this is my word. And this word is true. We will show that because that's what is recorded in the Bible. Bible is confirmed by other sources, not just the Bible. Now, if that claim is true, then by the nature of truth, the Bible is true, and anything that contradicts the Bible is false. We have our work cut out, and we'll dive into them. So, in our next episode, we establish Trinity, we establish um, the historicity of Jesus Christ, we establish the deity of Jesus Christ, who separates Jesus Christ from um, the other religion of the world, or they separate Christianity from other religion of the world, and we establish the deity of Christ, we establish the authority of the Bible. Once we said all that, then the fun begins. I'll see you in the next episode. You can subscribe to my channel on YouTube um, as we follow this closely. Subscribe. And um, I am sure 
you can now find the podcast on Google Podcast. You can find it also on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, and of course, you can go directly and subscribe from um, RSS itself. So until next time, thank you and God bless.